Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Emperor is a gripping tale of love and honor forged between fierce enemies of war. Emperor unfolds the story inspired by true events uh, and the bold and secret moves that won the peace in the shadow of the post of post-war Japan. We're joined today by the director of Emperor, Peter Weber. Peter is um, uh, also had directed. Uh, uh, oh my God, girl with a. Oh, Pearl Earl- Earring. I'm so sorry, Peter. I just butchered that. <laughs> okay. And Hannibal Rising. I'm so. <laughs> uh, let's. Uh, I'll blame it on the cold. Uh, and uh, anyway, Peter Weber is joining us today to talk about his uh, this new wartime drama, Emperor, starring uh, Matthew Fox and Tommy Lee Jones. Welcome to Film School. Thank you very much. Pleasure yeah. to be here. Thank you so much. Um, yes, uh, this is a, a a wonderful historic drama, but with a very human touch, uh, told prim- predominantly, uh, primarily from Brigadier General um, Bonner Feller's point of view, in fact. Uh, but it is a part of history that we should know, we take for granted in some ways. But tell us a little bit about the story behind this film and also your inspiration for being uh, a, a part of, as the director of the film. Well, it's a, a fascinating part of history that I really didn't know that much about. I mean, like, like, like many people, you know, I knew some stuff about the war itself, but what happened in those days after uh, Japan had been attacked, by, you know, with a nuclear bomb twice, had been brought to its knees and had finally surrendered, what, what happened in the days thereafter, I, I think has always been slightly shrouded in mystery or certainly not been examined that closely. And, um, you know, there was a, a lot of pain, a lot of suffering, a lot of awful things happened in the time beforehand. And yet events unfolded in a perhaps somewhat unlikely way. And I think in a very forward-thinking way. Um, it wasn't, you know, you didn't find the Americans getting in there, concentrating on, on revenge. Um, you found them actually going in there and trying to find a way to set the country on the path to peace and prosperity, which is, in fact, what happened. If you look at the last, what, 50, 60 years' history, um, that, that was incredibly successful. So we look at the... The, the tricky steps that were taken by Daryl MacArthur, played by Tommy Lee Jones, and Bonafellas, you know, who was his man on the ground, so to speak, yeah. um, and look at this, you know, very, very tricky and tortuous process that finally led to them cementing peace for generations to come. Oh, and what's more remarkable, first of all, going back to this period of history, uh, this is, for those who may not know this, uh, the United States in, in, in the end of World War II in the Pacific... Um, the surrender of Japan was preceded just uh, b- within a couple of days by the dropping of the atomic bomb first on Hiroshima and then the second one um, on Nagasaki. This then was the precursor to the Japanese uh, surrender. And what's fascinating, and it's very well told in, in Emperor, is how much of a society in um, that was teetering. I mean, it, this is certainly... Uh, could have gone into uh, Japan could have de- uh, disintegrated into real chaos uh, a very uh, long culture uh, uh, what to say trying to say a history that goes back thousands of years who were used to a certain way of doing things and now here come the Americans and are essentially 
saying to them, this is your option, which is moving away from this emperor and more into a, a democracy. Uh, is, that, uh, I mean, is that an accurate... Um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I think that is accurate. I think the, it's, it's difficult for us nowadays to understand the role that the emperor played because he really was the linchpin of society. And in fact, in, in this era, he was seen as somewhat of a god. And it was that, that attitude towards the emperor had been taken and twisted by, you know, a, a militaristic regime who used it to, to their own ends and, mm -hmm. and really had led, it led Japan into a terrible war. And, and in fact, you know, they had committed terrible, terrible atrocities in, in his name. I think the thing that is fascinating, though, is that MacArthur really did take the long view. There was a lot of public pressure um, among, you know, public opinion was very firmly set against the Japanese and against the emperor. Not surprising, considering yeah. what had happened during the war and, and the propaganda that was, that, that was put out. Um, and yet he was able to, I think, take a very bold view, which is about looking at what had to be done for the future for both nations. Because if it had gone the other way, if they decided to take the emperor and put him on trial, which many people wanted them to do, including the president of that era, President Truman, then it's very likely it would have ended up with more than a million American soldiers having to be stationed there permanently and a you know, terrible, terrible um, situation of society in chaos, open revolt and, and the rest. And uh, for me, one of the reasons I wanted to make the film is I, I felt there were some contemporary parallels. I mean, you know, we've seen America at war and, and the UK, my country as well, for that right. matter, in recent years. We've seen regime change and we've seen some decisions taken that maybe weren't as forward thinking and, and resulted in, in all, well, you know, all, all kinds of problems. And I, I think it it's important to look back at history and to, to look at not only the mistakes that were made, but the positive decisions that were, that were made. And, you know, I think it cast an interesting light on, on current affairs. And that, that's one of the things that fascinated me about making this film. Right. right. And I think the success of Emperor, by the way, it's opening today. You, in fact, are, are going to be at the, the landmark. Is that tonight? Uh, no, the arc, it's the arc light tonight. I uh, think oh, it's 7.30. Okay. And then tomorrow afternoon, 4.45, I'm doing another Q&A session there. And then a 7.30 screening in the evening. So there's, there's three screenings, one okay. tonight and two tomorrow. And it's at the arc light for all three? It's the arc light for the first one, then the landmark okay. on Pico for, on right. Saturday. Right. I, I, and obviously other theaters across across. The state. Oh, right. No, I, th it, I think yeah. we opened in about 270 theaters across America today. Okay, yeah, yes, of course. It's opening everywhere. It's an opportunity to, uh, to, to meet you, and uh, it would be at the Arclight tonight and tomorrow at the Landmark on Pico. Correct. Uh, yeah, and, and, and I, what I appreciate about the film is, is you, got history, you got the history right. You didn't, and the beauty of the story is it's, it doesn't really require an awful lot of embellishment. But it's all in the telling, and you've got some terrific leads here uh, with Matthew Fox and Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones plays uh, General Douglas MacArthur, maybe the most famous American general, aside from, I don't know, George Washington and Eisenhower. I mean, it, he's right up there in sort of the pantheon. Yeah, and, and maybe Patton as well. He's Pat, the only yeah. other general I can think of that's had a movie made about Right, him. right. But uh, tell me a little bit, of, and, and again, this is a historic drama as well as a very personal story about uh, Brigadier General uh, Bonner Fowler and his relationship with a woman he met um, in school, a Japanese woman he met, and this sort of parallels... Uh, the the history that's going on uh, in in this. Tell me a little bit about the development of that love story. Is 
and how it sort of fits into this to this drama as well. Well, the love story is really um, there at the service of the political thriller, at the rest of the drama, mm-hmm. and it's a way to help us understand how Bonafella, the central character played by Matthew Fox, how he reaches his understanding of Japan, mm-hmm. and, and how he's able to use that knowledge to come to the, the decision, the recommendation he makes in his report to MacArthur, which ultimately is not to take the emperor, put him on trial and hang him, but to offer him a reprieve and then to work with him to rebuild the, um, the society. I mean, Japan really had been um, reduced to rubble. I mean, all its major cities had been destroyed. Um, not only you know, nuclear bombs, bad enough, but the firebombing of Tokyo, yeah. in fact, destroyed a larger area of the city and, and killed more people than in, in the nuclear bombing. So yeah. they'd have been absolutely devastated. So, you, know, you may argue they'd brought it on, on, on themselves. Um, that may be true. But nonetheless, you can't minimize you know, the, the, the suffering of the Japanese civil population in, in particular, which is something that you know, America itself didn't experience because the war was being fought at some, some distance from them. So they got a lot of payback. You know, they had, they had already suffered a lot, and the question really was how were they going to piece this broken nation back together? Um, but yeah. a, you know, a mission that was very successful in the end. Well, obviously, and there you go, we have the hindsight of history now being able to look back over the, over the last six or seven decades in which Japan has risen to, I believe, the third or fourth largest economy in the, in the world. Exactly. Uh, and uh, obviously that, and in, and in conjunction with a um, sometimes raucous uh, democracy, but nonetheless a functioning democracy that has served them and the people very well. Um, there's a, uh, I want to talk a little bit about the, by the way, we're speaking with uh, Peter Weber. He's the director of the film Emperor, opening today. Uh, it's a roadside attraction, the distributor on this, and um, very well done. I, I really enjoyed, I, I particularly uh, liked, I'm a, I'm a history, I like history, and I like films that tell me history in a way that um, I understand the, the personalities and how often history comes down to the, uh, the, the characteristics of the people involved in this. And um, going back to uh, Brigadier General uh, Bonner Fellers and, and the interaction he has with Tommy Lee Jones, who is M- Douglas MacArthur. Tell me a little bit about these two actors that you uh, have uh, in this film, uh, Matthew Fox, and obviously Tommy Lee Jones with his pedigree. My goodness, what an American <laughs> actor. Yes, indeed. Well, with Matthew, I mean, you know, the, the film, um, we, we made it really, I, I think, in a very classic way. It was my ambition to make something that you couldn't tell whether this had been made in 1950, 1960, 1970, in the years to come, when, you, you know, when you're switching your TV and it's on Saturday afternoon or Sunday evening, <laughs> that it will, it, 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 it hopefully has the element of, of classic storytelling and, and, and classic filmmaking. And because of that, um, I, I needed someone at the centre of it who had, I don't know, the characteristics I associate with, with say, an actor like Gary Cooper. You know, yeah. there's, there's a certain quietness and intensity, um, a certain masculinity, you know, a square-jawed American um, feel to them. And also someone who is, who is a very certain um, and has a very moral centre to the way that they look at the world. And, and Matthew really fitted those qualities and has given a, a strong performance of quiet sensitivity, I think. Tommy is an icon, obviously. I mean, you know, he's been around <laughs> as long as I can remember yeah. and has thrilled people, you know, in The Fugitive and Men in Black. And he has incredible stature. What, what he has, I think, is a, a combination 
of, of a fierce intelligence. I mean, we know in real life that he went to Harvard. I think he was Al Gore's roommate in Harvard, actually. Um, and, and, and intelligence is very difficult to fake on, on the screen. And also, he has a very vigorous masculinity. Yeah. Balls, if I'm allowed to say that. On, <laughs> you are. On, on, on the radio. Okay, good. Um, and so to get those two combinations together, you know, the intelligence and, and, and the vigor, I think is, is quite rare. And there's something about Tommy, you know, his face looks like it's hewn in granite. Yes. Um, on Mount Rushmore or something, you know. It has, he, he really does have that iconic feel. And he has a touch of humor about him. And he really was, he, he grabbed this role and he wasn't scared to kind of portray this as a character who who is very human as well, maybe making brave decisions, but has a certain arrogance, um, you know, with, that goes along with his military demeanor um, and has, a, has, has even a certain pomposity as well, you know, and I think that Tommy really created a very rounded human character that is, you know, um, and, and to some extent quite a funny one on occasion as well, you know, yeah. I think the audience is able to see this man who is very smart, who's definitely in charge, but has a, a certain preening quality, let's say, that some, some of our top generals on both sides of the Atlantic have been known to have. I, I couldn't agree more, and I, I think he was a perfect choice for, for Douglas MacArthur in all the things you said. We've watched him for many, many years on screen, and one of the great things about an actor of his stature and, and his uh, notoriety is that you you already kind of know him or you feel like you do. And so the humor and the pathos that he's able to convey, uh, we've, he's, he, you, you get the humor. You, he's very droll in the way he tells something funny, when he says something funny. And you come to expect it, going back to the fugitive, and I mean, you name it. He's, he, so he has this, and the gravitas of a general Douglas MacArthur fits him very, very well. And yeah, well, he has this in... I mean, the interesting thing is that he does have this in real life as well. Mm. I mean, he's, he doesn't suffer fools gladly in, in <laughs> life, and, you know, when you work with him, you really feel, right, you've got to be on your game, and his presence concentrates the crew's mind in, in, incredibly. Yeah. And, and he can seem to have on the surface a very fierce demeanor, but there's a very dry wit underneath that. And also... Um, you know, the, how can I put this? Let's say the Hollywood BS. He doesn't, he doesn't feed yeah. into that at all. You know, he has a, he's, he has a very, um, you know, he, he sees things the way they really are. He doesn't buy into the nonsense that sometimes floats around um, big star name actors in this town. Well, I, this is a, a um, we're speaking with Peter Weber. The film is Emperor in theaters today. Uh, and, uh, um, I want to just before I let you go, because I know that this film, I'd like to know if this film uh, is going to be opening in Japan or if it's played in Japan and if it has sort of the reaction or I don't know. if. Well, we've, we have yet to open in Japan. It's going to be opening there, I believe, at the end of June. Okay. Um, and it's something that, you know, I'm very, very intrigued to see um, our... The, the Japanese cast, who obviously are relatively unknown over here, are really household names over there. Mm. And to boot, Tommy Lee Jones is a household name, um, not only because of his work, but because his face is on the side of virtually every coffee vending machine in Japan. And they love their coffee vending machines. <laughs> um, so so I, I hope and believe that it will go down very well. Attention will come to it because of that, but also because... Japanese don't teach this period in any great detail in their schools. They're quite circumspect. And so I think it could be quite a revelation. And so, you know, we're, we're quietly confident that, that it will um, cause a, a lot of interest. I think there are things in the movie that 
are difficult for American audiences because they hear some of the Japanese point of view, but will be equally difficult for a Japanese audience because they have to come face to face with some of the truly terrible um, acts that were committed in the Emperor's name during the course of the war. So it's going to be an interesting moment when we, when we release it over Yeah, there. it will be. And, and I think I've not given the uh, proper attention to the international cast, the Japanese uh, cast, the uh, actors that, that are used in this film. All of them are uniformly very good in their roles. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'll be very interested. I imagine it will cause or create a bit of a stir, but uh, well-deserved. I, I think that, you know, it is, every once in a while films come along that question a, a kind of a, 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 in, a, a prejudice on the part of a, a society, and I think it's important now and then to be able to to do that. So... Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the final thing I'd like to say, that um, I think that certainly in, in the UK, and I'm sure in America, we're taught a certain, a, a certain version of historical events, you know, and, and for us, and probably for you here, the um, Pacific Theatre of War really begins with Pearl Harbor and, and the, the, you know, the, the treachery of that sneak attack. But actually, if you look back, you'll see that that was just the culmination of 10 or 15 years of America and Japan trying to grapple with each other in, in this region. And in fact, the history is far more detailed and far more complex than you might imagine. And, and I hope that yeah. the film at least, you know, asks, asks, asks people to reevaluate their opinions of this period. Amen. I, I, and I agree. I know there were embargoes and there was a lot of back and forth the, uh, with the British Empire and a lot yes, of, there of was course. a lot of tension over who, who, who ran that show uh, in that part of the world and obviously nothing is as one-sided as it seems and uh, well I, well thank you it's a it's an excellent as I said a historic drama and there's and there's a the humanity of it as well and to see these uh, this very important part of world history told in a very uh, entertaining and informative way. I thank you for that, uh, Peter Weber. Well, no, thank you very much, and you know, thanks for the interview, and okay. um, good luck with the rest of your show. Well, thank you. Uh, the film is Emperor, and uh, all the best to you uh, today moving forward. Uh, here it is. <laughs> Game day. Yeah. Okay. Thank <laughs> Th you. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.